So let me ask you this. What is something precious that you've lost? What is something or someone that you think you can't live without? And if you had the opportunity, would you go back to the time where you had them? And how much are you willing to give up for such a chance? Now, these are these are all questions that today's character asked himself and subsequently answered. So let's take a deep dive into the dangers of, of obsession and how we can drive one mad through the eyes of the eccentric mage, Roswell L. Mothers. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Nate. You're listening to the Otaku Liberation, a show where we help you break the chains that are holding you back in your life by connecting some biblical principles with things from your favorite anime. And without further ado, let's get into it. So this today's verse that I wanted to cover going over Roswell himself is um, Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. And it says, for what will it benefit someone if he gains the whole world yet loses his life? Or what will anyone give in exchange for his life? And again, the verse is kind of self-explanatory, but I'm going to explain it anyway. Um, but it, it poses the question is essentially, how much are, is someone willing to give up just so they can have, you know, the whole world have the thing that they that are striving so hard to get right doesn't doesn't have to be literally in the entire world but you know whatever that level of success whatever that dream or ambition or obsession obsession that someone has how much are they willing to sacrifice how much are they willing to put on the line in order to achieve that right and let's say they do make it to their end goal and they get whatever it is they have their sights set on how much had to burn away how much did they have to give up just to get there? Because at some point, you know, yeah, you got to got to start doing, you know, weighing pros and cons, right? Because we all know to achieve the things that we want to achieve in life, it, they do require sacrifice. That's just a rule of life, right? But after so much, how much sacrifice is really worth the goal in the end, right? I mean, it, again, that's, that's, that's essentially what the question is, and for. Roswell, he he literally bet it all. He he felt that no price was too great to achieve his his ultimate goal, right? So to give you a little bit of background on Roswell, is he's this, this mage, this mage that's been alive for like a thousand plus years or something like that, and he actually met the. The Witch of Greed, right? Echidna, who's the Witch of Greed, and who I might have uh, mentioned in previous episodes with uh, with Amelia and Subaru, uh, and the and the whole sanctuary that Amelia had to go through her trials, and the words Subaru went through the trials as well, is is um, Echidna's resting place, is where her body is, right? It's where she died, and that's where her body stored at, and she created the entire place, and. And Kenneth has is a very special person to Roswell, and that, that's because she saved him from essentially um, mana or mana, however you want to say it, mana poisoning in his own body. And essentially, what it is, his own magical power was killing him. Like his body couldn't handle it properly. He, it was 
it was it would just build up in his body. He had no way to get rid of it, and and so, but she she showed him and taught him how to get rid of the excess mana, basically, so it's not going through this excruciating pain through all hours of the day and night, right? And for him, that was that was the first time that someone understood what he was going through. Because his parents didn't understand, his siblings, his you know the people around him didn't understand that what he was afflicted from. They just thought he was being, you know, extra different, weird, whatever you want to call it. They just thought he was just you know being Roswell. But no, he was so he was always suffering silently because no one understood what he was going through. So there was no point in him even trying to explain it. But Echidna knew exactly what it was, and she gave him the relief that he so desperately needed and that was the the beginning of this whole story that is roswell right and it started off as you know just just a a innocent you know crush right he obviously fell in love with her but at at some point it began to turn in you know darker towards towards the line of obsession and that's the same thing for a lot of things that we that we are trying to strive for and accomplish is that, you know, at least from the, in my case, right, I, I know good and well that I don't try to be obsessed over things. And, you know, that's not my end goal. It starts off as a genuine interest. And if left unchecked, I can easily spiral down and just be down that rabbit hole, Right. And I know that that's just that's how my personality is, how I've been my entire life. Once I'm really interested in something, everything else just ceases to exist. Right. It's just I just the only thing I want to do is the only thing I want to focus on. And, you know, on one hand, that is a very good and commendable trait to have because at the end of the day, I'm going to get stuff done. But on the other hand, it's like it's not a healthy way to live all the time. Right. You can't you can't keep your head down and it completely ignore everything else that's not related to whatever thing you're interested in, you know, whether it's, you know, learning a new skill, you know, even just, just be a hobby, right? Maybe I play Yu-Gi-Oh! If I was really obsessed with Yu-Gi-Oh! and it's the only thing I wanted to do with my life, then that's just, just not good, right? <laughs> it's just not good. And and so, and for Roswell, it, that hurt, that one moment of kindness i say in quotes because a kid is not she's not kind at all <laughs> everything she does is to satisfy her own curiosity she can really care less about other people but in roswald's time of need she was there and she saved him and that's how he looked at it so my question is who was it that saved you and and who did you feel that you couldn't live without how did they make you feel how, who was that one person or people that you feel like without them in your life, you would have nothing, that you would be nothing, right? Because, and really I want to focus on that, that latter part of that, of that question. If, if you truly feel like you, you are nothing without somebody else, then that's not admiration, that's obsession at that point. Because you feel like your whole life revolves around that person or people or the thing and you get your value from that. And that's not, that's not how it is. I mean, we, our value isn't in this world, right? 
because again, God created us all with with a purpose, and the purpose in mind. He says that we are His, and that's that's you can't get any more valuable than that. You know, the Creator of everything says that you that you're His, right? Um, but so often we get so tied up in what other people say and other people think and what other people are doing, <laughs> and we try to be who we're not, and you try to become other people because they seem to have a value. They seem to be accepted by society and the norms and things like that. So I want to be like them. And again, like I always say, it's good to be inspired by other people, you know, people who are further along in their journey than you are, who are doing the things that you want to do. It's good to be inspired, right? I mean, I think that's, that's good, genuine motivation. But at some point, you have to you have to put your own spin on things, right? You can't copy other people and expect to have the same success that they have because you're not them, right? That's that's for them, and then you have your own way about doing things, and and so again, all this is about finding your own value and finding what makes you tick, and not putting so much stock into what into everything else outside, right? And yeah, for Roswell, it was. It wasn't so much he devalued himself. It was just that he valued her more than everything else. And it kind of leads to my second point where he's his willingness to sacrifice everything. So, again, like I said, Roswell is like over a thousand years old. Right. And the kidnap ended up being killed by um, the Witch of Envy, who's the main antagonist of the entire series. Um, but, so when that happened... Roswell set out to find a way to essentially resurrect Echidna, to, you know, put her soul into a um, suitable host, more or less, because that's what he's been doing with himself all these years. He's been creating new bodies and just transferring his soul to the new younger body so he can keep living uh, essentially for forever and he was trying to find a way to replicate that for Echidna and, but her being a witch it makes it slightly more difficult as you would imagine but the the interesting thing at least the interesting thing for me when I was watching the anime and then researching for this episode is that he was willing to give up his own life in the lives of those close to him just to try to resurrect Echidna and and this is what I mean by that. So, kids point, I'm sure you guys know by now, you know, Subaru, who's the main character, his power is essentially return. It's called return by death. He, he can, he has death loops. When he dies, he goes to a previous point in time where, yeah, where he can essentially start over, right? And Roswell knew about this power. He knew about the power that Subaru has, or I should say he, he had a very smart guess about it because Echidna, gave Roswell um, and uh, and another person named Beatrice these these um, these books called you know the book of knowledge or the book of wisdom rather and it essentially inscribed it it tells them about the future and possible futures and things like that and because of the, everything that he's done since Akinda's death has been dictated by this book right and it one one shows how far one's willing to go that they're losing all sense of reason, all sense of their own autonomy, really. I mean, he's just literally following this book verbatim. And part of that, part of that, um, 
what the book's telling him. It showed him that, you know, Subaru has this unique ability. And essentially what it is, it's not like he's rewinding time. Subaru's essentially going off into a different branch of a possible future. He's going back to where the future branches off so he can try again. And Roswell wanted to use this in his, in uh, to his advantage. And part of that was the, he forced Subaru into a corner and where he had to choose to either save the sanctuary or um, Roswell's mansion, because in both in both places, there were people who Subaru cared deeply for that, you know, through Roswell's own orchestration, he um, and again, sorry, I'm just I'm going back to when I was watching this. Roswell is terrible, but there was own, you know, way i mean he put a hit out on his own maids in his mansion and then he made it so where this super dangerous beast would come to the sanctuary and essentially made it lifted up to subaru it was like i need you to to basically become like me is what he was telling him to become so fixated on his goals that he would do whatever it took to achieve them and and ultimately that meant putting Amelia into a corner as well to break her down completely. And, and again, again, I'm trying not to spoil too much. You got to watch the anime because I'm not doing it justice, but it's, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. But the the point I'm trying to make is that he went so far as to put all the people who have sworn loyalty to him, who love him as a, you know, as a mentor, companion, as a friend, he, he just, all their lives mean nothing to him. In, in the face of his goal, in the face of just at a attempt to resurrect his master. Again, none of this is guaranteed, right? He doesn't even know this is going to work in the end. He doesn't even know if his master is going to be able to come back. But all for the chance that it might happen, he's willing to do all of this. And this just makes me ask the question, you know, how how far have you gone to follow your obsession? And how far are you willing to go? And these are heavy questions to really truly ask yourself, right? And I say obsession and not passion because they're the kind of two sides of the same coin. There very is a very thin line between the two, and sometimes they can seem to be like this, the same thing. In all honesty, but really, how far are we willing to go for our obsession, for our passion, for what it is that we? deem is right right are we really willing to risk the lives of not just ourselves but our our loved ones as well of, of innocence are we willing to sacrifice and give up everything that this world has to offer just to have a chance at that goal because again like i said with roswell he didn't even know this is going to work or not this is just a chance that it will and he's willing to go this far and so just imagine if he, if he knew for certainty that this, that this would work, nothing would stop this man. Nothing and no one. And he'd kill for it because <laughs> we've seen it. <laughs> we've, you've seen it. And I just know for that's, that's a damn man. That's a dangerous mind space for anybody to be in. To get to the point where you're just like, where life means nothing to you without this thing, without this person, without this goal. And... Not only that, it's just, it's crazy, it's sad. It, it really is that that we that we would even get that low. But I, I do know, man, life, life has a way of beating you down. And when you have that, 
that hope when you hold on to that person, that thing, you know, whatever it is for for you, and you just hold on to it so tightly, you just you can't open your hand for anything else to come in, right? Because I truly I do believe that we meet people, we go through things in life, we have opportunities for certain seasons of our life, and some of them are meant for us to carry on to the next one, and others aren't, right? I mean, there's plenty of people I've met in my life that. I don't really keep in contact with now because I mean that that part of my life is over. It's not so much that you know, you know. Okay, I don't need you anymore. So I'm just you know you're just cut off. Like no, it's just you know we we meet people, and sometimes it's not even for our benefit. Maybe it's for theirs. Maybe we're bringing something to them that they need to get through this season in life. And once we fulfilled our role, I mean, then they just, we just go on our separate way, our separate ways, and. And that's that's all it is. <laughs> I mean, that's all it is. That's part of the the joys of life, right? Just being able to help each other out like that, and and then you know sometimes you get those those true true like ride or dies of kindred spirits that you do bring on into the following seasons of your life because you know now you're not so much helping each other now you're just you're just growing together, right? You don't need to be there as a you know, as a crutch, now you guys are walking side by side, and hey, that's awesome too. But if you're so obsessed about the one that got away, you know, whether it's a person like you're talking about, you know, oh man, if I would have just stayed with her, if I would have just stayed with him, then my life wouldn't be like this, or the opportunity, like man, if I just would have taken that job interview, if I wouldn't have taken school seriously, then now maybe I would be better off here. If you worry so much about the what ifs, the what have, shoulda, couldas, then you'll, then you're just going to miss everything else that's around you, everything else that's, you know, right in front of you now, right? <laughs> and, and honestly, that's, that's what it was with, uh, with Roswell. He was so blinded by his, his love and obsession over Echidna that, he lost sight, uh, honestly, what it meant to be human, first of all, and then two, of the truly great things that people are doing around him. But luckily for him and for us, I mean, that spell can be broken. That hold of obsession can be broken. And in Roswell's case, it was it started with him making a bet with Subaru that, you know, Subaru, that during this loop, he was going to save both the mansion and the sanctuary, Right. And, and then the bet was if Roswell lost, then he would have to truly support Amelia and he would no longer try to do, you know, these heinous acts that he's been doing. And guess what happens? Subaru died and everyone lost. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, Subaru ends up winning and Roswell is forced to obey the contract that they made between the two of them. And so that was the first thing is that now he no longer can act on his obsession, right? And sometimes that's that's what it takes. Sometimes we have to put ourselves in a predicament where we physically cannot pursue the things that we're trying to pursue because it's it's more of a detriment to us than it is a benefit. And it takes a lot of it takes a lot of willpower to do it yourself, but you know it 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 helps to have someone around who can keep you accountable. In Roswell case of Subaru, you know, his enemy at the time, I mean, he's contractually obligated, but I'm not saying you got to go that far, but, you know, get someone who you trust to 
keep you on the straight and narrow, keep you, you know, you know, honest and can just keep you not just not going off on the deep end, right? And who can, you know, pull you back to reality every once in a while and get not to be all the time, but just enough when you say, hey, you're, you're, you're going too deep again. You need to come back out and smell the roses and say, okay. And then so Roswell has Subaru for that and he also has Rom. So Rom is one of the, the, the twin maids that Roswell has in his appointment employment. And Rom is actually in love with Roswell, uh, which whether he knows or not, I think he does know just from their interactions. He's just, again, obsessed with Echidna. So he doesn't really care. Um, but Rom ends up burning the book of wisdom that was given to Roswell by Echidna. And, Again, back to the whole, you, you're being forced to move past, to forced to move on. So since she burned the book, he he has to rely on what he sees in front of him. Now, he doesn't, he's not going to this book for his every decision and seeing how things are going to work out. Now he has to actually live life, right? He actually has to live and not be so obsessed with the past and not trying to orchestrate the future. He has to live in the present now. And... Part of that for him is that, hey, he's, he's told Subaru, he still has his ambition, but he isn't blinded by it anymore. And I think that's a key thing. And for me, it kind of ties back to the um, the concept of pride with both Baro and Vegeta that I covered previously on the podcast is that in both of those cases, they were you know, egotistical, arrogant guys who were all about themselves and their own strength and power and things like that to the point where they were, they would look down on other people. Right. But after they were subsequently humbled by the main characters, right. The main characters showed them that they are not the best around and that there are other people who can rival and even beat them at their own game. Then it, it really put a perspective shift on, on them. Right. And what I really like how, the authors of both of the series handled these characters. It wasn't like a whole 180 where all of a sudden they're super humble. They're, you know, they're, they're nice guys. Now they're pleasantly to be around things like that. No, there's, there's none of that. They're still as arrogant and, and full in themselves and prideful as they were before. But now it's through a different mindset. Now it's, it's a, I'm still think I'm the best, not because everyone else is beneath me, but, because I'm just because I'm going to work hard and just be better than everyone else now. And they are able to recognize that other people are at their level, that no one else is beneath them. They just have to be better. Right. And is a clear difference in, in Roswell's case is so like I'm still going to strive for my goals of reviving my master, um, the love of my life. So trying to bring her back. But I'm not going to go to such lengths that I that I went previously to get it done. I'm not going to risk my life and everyone else's life just to have this one singular goal. Uh, so, and I think, and I really love that when, when authors do that for character, you know, not, not just in anime, but in, in, in media in general, right? Where the, what makes the character themselves just because they lost, it doesn't mean that they do a whole complete transformation all of a sudden. Right. I mean, there's still qualities that make them who they are. But now they're they're just toned down slightly, right? Or they're using a different light, and and for me, that's why I kind of I call back to the whole thing about um, 
the whole thing about you know obsession and passion or ambition, things like that, because they're very is very easily to sway one way or the other. And it's you can still have your ambitions. You can still be passionate about something. It's just that no, just know that that's not all there is. That's not the only thing that's out there. There's there's more out there for you. There's more out there that that needs to be seen, right? And that you that you need to do, that you need to experience. It's not all about what happened, you know, previously. Because again, that's what this whole this whole season is about. It's about facing our past and overcoming and being being able to move forward from it, right? You know, not living in it, not forgetting about it. Right. Because, again, we have to accept it. Part of that is part of accepting it is acknowledging it, that it happened. And it's really just, you know, taking what we can from it and moving on. So, I mean, what can you take from your past relationships, from your past opportunities, you know, good or bad? Right. Whether they were good or bad or not. And how can you apply them from this moment, just this moment going forward? How can you apply those things? You know, what have you learned about it? What can you internalize and reflect on about yourself, and what can you do to move forward? Um, I mean, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it, right? And then, what can you do to to be able to still follow your passion and your ambition and still aim for your goal, but not to be so tunnel vision in it that you don't see anything else, right? And again, that's something I'm I'm still working on, um, getting better at it each and every day is to, you know, not so much find balance in life, but have an order to things. I think that's a better way to put it, right? Because to truly be kind of great in, in whatever it is that you're striving to be to, in order to achieve your goals, again, sacrifices have to be made, right? So then sometimes that means you not you don't have a quote-unquote balanced life or your balance doesn't look like somebody else's balance because they have a different life than you. Um, but I do encourage you to take the time and order and put order in your life for the things that are the most important to you and have the time that reflects that right. And just, again, it's always going to be about trial and error. You got to figure it out. And again, you don't have to go to such extremes like Roswell did to get a, a binding contract and have somebody burn your stuff to get that idea across. But I do encourage you to find somebody who who you trust enough and who will keep you honest and accountable and just as a, you know, just as a, hey, just, just checking in, make sure you're doing what you're supposed to do or doing what you said, what you said that you were going to do. Right. Yeah, not so much, not someone who's going to be over your shoulder all the time or overbearing. But these are things that you said you were going to do and someone's going to hold you to it. And because at the end of the day, this is all about making you better and getting you better just one day at a time. But yeah, so man, that's all I got for you guys today. I just want to thank you for tuning in to today's episode. And I pray that you got what you needed out of it. And hopefully you can learn something new about yourself. Um, um, feel free to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I love reading you guys' comments and it helps me improve each and every episode. And speaking of next episode, we're going to go on over oh, the other twin, <laughs> the other twin that Roswell employed, who his name is Rem. I know Rem, Rom, twins. Yes, it's funny. But and in Rem's case, we're going to look at the concept of regrets and how that affects us and continues to hold us back. So look forward to that. And I want you guys to always remember, you are the main character of your story. And that story doesn't end until he says so. All right. Be blessed.